Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Andy, good morning to you. Great to have you on. Sam, hi. Great to be with you, mate. Thanks. Now, let's not muck around. Uh, no small talk. I, I want to talk about Dwight York because... The Premier League legend has let fly, Eddie, uh, in the wake of his departure from uh, the Bulls, of course, in January. He was sacked for, well, for saying the club was run like a pub team, essentially. Now, he, he did go on to tell News Corp that uh, Aussie talent is being killed by the system. He said, we've got it totally wrong here. We need promotion relegation. Clubs are getting comfortable. We need to play in winter, not summer. And um, the game's basically just not working and it's suffering as a result. Um, what say you? Uh, well, what say I? When, <laughs> firstly, the question, when did when did Dwight offer these pearls of wisdom? Yeah, within the last few days, I believe. Yeah, okay. Um, well, you know, he hasn't, he hasn't uh, with the greatest respect, I admire the guy. Um, he, he, does, he does have a measure of qualification to comment about certain things in the Australian game um, because he's, he's invested some of his life here, a mm. small part of his career here. Um, and so uh, it, it needs to be listened to because he's Dwight York and, and for that reason. There's nothing he's said, however, that is new. There's nothing he has said, based on what you've just outlined, that people haven't wrestled with, argued about, considered deeply for many years. Which is not to say um, that we've got the mix right at all, but but the, the Australian environment is is a very idiosyncratic one. Um, to come from Europe or the UK and say Australia should be like us, which is basically what Dwight's saying, mm. um, it, it, it's, 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 it's totally impractical, totally impractical um, for reasons of geography, for reasons of population size, for reasons of population density, for reasons of Australia's uh, soccer's place in the Australian hierarchy, and the fact that, uh, just to start, the fact that we have a country of 25 million people, it makes us a mid-sized country on global terms, but there's not a country on the planet that has as competitive a market as Australia when it comes to people of a football mindset. When I say football, I'm, I'm including all the different codes. There is not a country in the world that taps into whatever the football psyche is in a country and splits it four ways across four professional competitions. Yeah. Um, so you put all that together and we have to do things differently here. It's just not a cut and paste exercise. Now, of course, we have to do some things much better than we do. I couldn't agree more with Dwight on that as a general rule. Um, it, it's the way we do that, which takes very specific initiatives and a lot of coordination where the game fails, a lot of alignment where the game's been hopeless a lot of good leadership where the game has lacked, 
uh, and a lot of bravery, which we have had in significant measure, but probably not enough. So he did go on to say, I'm not saying it has to be like the Premier League, but he said it has to be a version somewhere along those lines. And he said, if football is to progress in this country, he said, I think they've just got to take a leap of faith and trust the system and play the game when it's supposed to be played. So he's talking calendar as well. And I know promotion relegation, Andy, probably should have featured on Groundhog Day with Bill Murray because we we talk about it every, well, it seems like every six months at at a minimum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Look, it's, it, it, there's a big difference between all of us, me including, admiring the traditional football pyramid, longing for those cutthroat relegation and promotion battles up and down the pyramid, um, and and synthesising that with what our reality is in Australia. Now, um, we're looking for some more bravery and leadership. Well, I think the game is, is attempting to show that with the uh, construction, the discussion about the national second division uh, and what that might look like. And this is, this is going to be undertaken by a group of clubs um, who are going to show great bravery in trying to wrestle with this issue and put themselves on a national stage where the significant, acute implications of revenue raising, funding, uh, etc. really come to the fore. So, so when I say the game needs more bravery, this is an example of it. There is no guarantee for all the goodwill and all the romance in the world that these brave people, uh, committed football people at that level of the game in this country in undertaking a national second division are actually going to make it work. Mm. We don't know. So, so, you know, that is a brave step. And, and kudos to the people who are considering it and about to put their nuts on the block to make it happen, right? This is a, this is a big call, but Australia is a very, very uh, unique, unique marketplace, which, which is not an easy one to wrestle with. And if I could have lined Dwight up a little bit more accurately, to achieve some of its necessary aims, and I've bang, banged this drum before, um, as a reflection of the number of people in Australia who love the game and yeah. who play the game, those numbers of people are getting fundamentally and completely ripped off by the funding system, which which doesn't even give these people in their hundreds of thousands fields to play on. I mean that that is that is one of the major issues in this game, mm. not not how football necessarily organises itself. What are the funding authorities doing? to recognise per capita the number of Australians who by their own choice and passion play this game but don't even get the benefit of a playing field to do it on. Yeah, and I, I know for a fact that junior registration, we've spoken about that a lot on, on this particular show, is enormously expensive compared to rival football codes that you mentioned earlier. So even at the very grassroots, that first four into the game for a young boy or girl, you hit with, by comparison, again, some pretty large fees. So that that all needs to be corrected as well. Hey, just to, with the A-League, Andy, I know there's been a bit of talk about, uh, I guess, attendances at some games this season. So it would appear as though this big blue between Victory and Sydney comes at a, comes at a good time from that point of view. Well, it's a great time for a whole following. Mind you, you, you outlined some of the games uh, scheduled for this weekend. It's a really mm. exciting round of football. Um, Mariners and Wanderers fighting off for second place. Adelaide taking on Melbourne City to consolidate their spot. And then the Big Blue on Saturday night. We've had two good versions already this year of it. Um, uh, this is, again, they're on a week-to-week uh, playlist now, Melbourne Victory. It's, it, it's, they have to win. They're going to run out of games if they don't win. As, as difficult as that was going to be, and I think they can, they can still do it. I'm not writing them off. 
but but the mountain got that bit steeper with uh, the injury to Jake Bremer and how they find a solution to that by tomorrow to set sail for the rest of the competition is going to determine their ability to qualify for the finals. It's a, it's a mm. huge game, a huge game. And I think there'll be a, a good turnout there. But it's interesting, the, the footy was on last night, the, the Northern States version of, of professional footy, the rugby league. And, yes. and, and it was a, it was a, a big, massive build-up, huge media build-up to this game. Uh, two big clubs, Melbourne um, and Parramatta, servicing the two biggest markets, Melbourne and Sydney. And I don't think the attendance was that good at the NRL. I think a lot of economic factors that people are dealing with in their day-to-day life are coming home to roost here. No no doubt about that point, absolutely. Hey, Rado Vitisic down at City, is he wringing his hands at the moment, uh, Andy? They've got some injury troubles at the moment. Well, you know, they have, uh, and a lot of them all similar by by what we're led to believe, soft tissue hamstring Mm. injuries, and and purely, I would say fundamentally, a function of how hard the team is driven in in pre-season to get ready for the campaign under Patrick Cosnorba. It was, it was uh, pretty punishing. Um, and if you, you know, the, the point about Melbourne City is this is the standard. This is the physical standard. This is why this type of player has been recruited. And that's, this is what this type of player then has to generate. Um, and if this type of player can't then hang on, we're going to replace him with someone else. Um, because this is the model that we're going to use stylistically um, uh, and athletically to win the competition. It served them so far. Um, I don't know necessarily that this sort of casualty list is, is, is unexpected as much as you'd hope for it not to be. Uh, and I'm not for a second questioning the sports science behind this, but there's no question that, uh, that they're absolutely primed physically. Um, and when you're that finely tuned, things can go wrong. Yeah. Um, they've covered the bases nicely now. Their plan is to be able to keep covering the bases. When we talk about jo- uh, Joel, um, Jakey Bremer for Melbourne victory, to lose the best player in the competition with one of these hamstring injuries in, in Matthew Leckie is Melbourne City's big question. Yep. So Leckie's got the hammy, uh, Scotty Jamison, the calf, Curtis Good, the hip. I think Andrew in the boots had some issues as well. Hey, on an international front, we spoke about the friendlies, I reckon, last week, Andy, for the men and the women, obviously, coming up against England, which is great. But as far as the Socceroos are concerned, we've got another uh, pair of uh, a, a friendly assignments. So... We've got Ecuador in Sydney and down here in Melbourne, March 24, 28. And this is great because three months after the World Cup, you know, the football world, us as sporting fans, we move on quick. But this is a chance to, I guess, welcome the team home, quite unquote, and and say thanks for the World Cup and get along and and watch the Socceroos. I think that's definitely an added benefit. I mean, the the number one thing is is to watch our national team play. Um, and it's it's terrific that, um, that one of these games is going to be in Melbourne. Huge football fan base in Melbourne, um, pr- probably by my estimation, uh, underserviced by visitation of the national teams from time to time. I don't understand or get involved in the commerce mm. uh, and the contractual reasons for that, but um, but it's just the way it is. But I'm really happy that Melbourne are going to get a chance to celebrate in person because, you know, Melbourne. Let's face it: if we're going to draw the line into the World Cup performance, it was the city of Melbourne, the state of Victoria, the fans therein, who were probably the loudest earliest about the World Cup form. Yep. Um, the scenes out of Federation Square, et cetera, et cetera. So on, on that basis alone, it's right and proper that, um, that that fan group would get the chance in person to watch their team. Um, and Ecuador's a great opponent. We haven't played them, by my reckoning, since uh, Ange Postacoglu's team played them in London. Lost late in a 4-3 thriller. 
um, and a very, very difficult opponent stylistically for the Socceroos. But it's going to be a great occasion, both days. Um, and this fantastic Socceroos team um, that did so well in Qatar to get a cheerio I think most people would believe they deserve. Absolutely. Uh, there's a stack of A-League football on this weekend. It is a headline, uh, a head-turning round 19 in our domestic football competition. It's live, of course, on 10 Bold, 10 Play and Paramount+. Plus. Enjoy it, Andy. Can't wait to watch it all unfold. Uh, good on you, Sam. I'll, I'll be glued, mate. Thanks very much for your interest. Good on you. There's Andy Harper, a great man, joining us uh, on the line.